welcome to episode three of Back to Basics, Babies, Bodies and Behaviour with Ulrika Castlebrandt and Mel Cyril. In this episode, we'll be discussing the role of friction in carrying. So let's introduce ourselves first. I'm Mel and I'm an in-arms carrying and baby wearing trainer and author of the book In-Arms Carrying. I'm currently finishing up book number two, which is focused on the science and theories behind in-arms carrying. Uh, my name is Ulrika Kassebrand and I live in Stockholm. I am a baby wearing consultant and um, also work with uh, elimination communication. I've written a book about elimination communication. And I am as well writing about caring and baby wearing. Uh, and I finished, yay, I finished <laughs> my draft here, I think, or will be today. So, But then I have to, it's a lot of work too. Then go through the text again and send mm. it out and and all those things, but it's really exciting. Very exciting. I'm yes. just I'm just sad that it will be in Swedish, so I can't read it. <laughs> yeah, because I really would like you to give me feedback on it, but yeah, that's what's awful. I have to translate it later yes. on. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm. Okay, today's subject, friction in caring. Mm. Exciting. And I know you have been into some some research about skin and the small hairs that we got. Yes, yes, absolutely. Maybe we should start off with talking about that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the little hairs that, that you're mentioning are called vellus hairs. Mm. And I'm rather fascinated with them uh, because they it's it's yet another thing about our bodies that scientists kind of think maybe don't have as many uses as they actually do one of the really interesting things that I found out about these vellus hairs is that when when we factor in these tiny little hairs, and I suppose I should really describe what they are first before I launch into all this other stuff. So it's the the very fine, short, translucent hairs that cover most of our body that are pretty much invisible to the naked eye unless you're looking closer close up or you know shining the light the light on them. Um, so yeah, one one of the the really interesting things is that the hair follicles of our body, if we factor in the vellus hair follicles, then we have roughly the same density um, of hair follicles as you would expect to see on an ape of of our size. So, yeah, so it's really interesting because obviously when we think about hair, we think about thick hair, don't we? And, um, you know, we're, we're told that over time humans have, have lost, lost their hair as, as we became upright and so forth. But, um, no, it's, we, we do have just as much hair. It's just finer and thinner and shorter and um, not not really seen as much. So 
we're, we're mm-hmm. covered in these tiny hairs. And if you think about our skin, it, would, it wouldn't be useful in carrying if our skin was completely smooth, would it? No, it would be more difficult, yeah, yeah. Like when you have shaved, the skin is really smooth and more slippery, definitely. Exactly. And, I mean, we when we think about babies, yes, they are, you know, lovely and soft and smooth, but they, they still have this texture on their skin, and part of that texture comes from the tiny vellus hairs. So in utero... We're, we're covered in lanugo and um, as those are shed that we have the same same hair follicles the whole time it's just that different hairs may start to grow out of them at different periods of time so after the lanugo is is shed this is when when a lot of the hair is replaced by vellus hair and that is in utero or Yep, yeah. in utero, mm. um, and some of some of those hairs will be replaced by terminal hair, which is like the hair on our head and underarms and stuff like that. Um, and obviously, when children go through puberty, then more more terminal hair will appear as well. So, yeah, so it's really interesting because it, it all develops in utero and. Once babies are born, they're born with a ton of this this vellus hair covering them as well, which helps obviously with making their their skin their skin more textured, mm. which in turn obviously helps with carrying. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then I guess also the sweat sweating also adds on the friction. Mm-hmm. And yep, uh, and maybe right. heat as well, I guess heat and cold mm-hmm. also. Um, yeah. Um, what do you say would have an effect of the skin on the skin? Absolutely. Maybe in more yep. ways than just sweat. I don't know. Yep. So yeah, that's right. Um, another thing that I've I've had been writing about is obviously when it is cold, mm-hmm. what what reaction happens to the skin if we're feeling cold. We get those bumps, and the hair, bumps, hair yeah. rises up. Yep. Also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yes. It's. I mean, we we could talk for hours and hours and hours about um, all the the amazing things that happen with skin, but um, yeah, we keep keep on topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. You say about about sweat. Um, for one thing, so we know that that there have been studies uh, conducted into uh, the frictional properties of skin when water is applied to the skin, and we know that recently wet skin, once it's been dried, has a greater frictional property than uh, than than bone dry skin so you know when when we come out of the shower and we dry off we're dry but we're not actually completely dry are we there's still some dampness on our skin um so 
yeah, so obviously when, when we have more water on our skin, then that can become slippery. But up to a certain point, uh, moisture aids in friction. Mm. So, and that's that's where when we think about sweat, um, if we're thinking about sweat on areas of our body, such as our forearm or our hip, waist, what have you, and you know, baby's thighs and everything, these aren't places where we we sweat profusely, do we? This is where, yeah, this is where useful amounts of sweating happens mm. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. oh that's yeah. interesting yeah it really is it's yeah. just like that oh you you know you know how it is it's because just, if you would sweat everything profoundly. is related to carrying <laughs> yeah because if you would sweat profoundly on your your belly say and you have your baby against mm. your belly it would become more slippery slippery maybe mm. yeah yeah hmm. exactly But then also if you stand in the shower with your naked baby, it will become mm-hmm. some kind of vacuum between you, your skin and yes. the baby's skin. Yeah. When it's a lot of water, then I guess. Yeah, so yeah, I I spoke about this this in the first book about the the amazing <laughs> effects of, of um the shower on on clinging action. And obviously showers are man made and everything, but It's it's very similar to rain, isn't it? If you think about it, the the way the water comes down and everything. I'm guessing in evolutionary terms, this this reaction is to do with with rain, but um, it's in the shower where I noticed this reaction for the first time. So it seems when when you're holding a baby. Or child you know dry skin to dry skin and then you enter a body of water or water is is coming down onto your bodies um, in the baby or child it it triggers this reaction of tighter clinging but also the the water on your bodies it seems to create this kind of vacuum like you say this sort of seal and um you know i do, i don't know the ins and outs of um how how that magic effect happens but it really does happen and you know you only have to try it out to experience it yourself so it seems that you know that this is yet another another reaction of the body, another way in which our bodies are perfectly designed to carry babies and children. Mm. It's just incredible. <laughs> yeah, and I guess also when the when the babies have their knees tight around you or use the, the smaller baby using his reflex to keep the knees up, it will be more mm-hmm. skin to skin. It, there will be more, uh, what do you say, amount of... Uh, centimeters or inches that will be skin to skin then in case the baby mm-hmm. would have the legs just down not up yeah because it's also depending on like the effect of the friction is also how much skin is there against yes. another skin yes. yeah 
Yes, definitely. Yeah. And that's why it's, you know, I will always say that if we go back to skin to skin as the starting point for understanding how carrying works, it it shows us the blueprint of carrying, basically, because clothes are man-made, you know? Skin to skin is the the biological baseline, isn't it? Yeah, and what we have lived in when you go back to evolutionary history, it's like mm. we, we started using clothes probably about fifty thousand years ago or something like that. We don't know exactly, but they can see like from the when the 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 head head lies, the hair lies, mm-hmm. uh, mutated into clothing lies. Uh, ah, gives right, some okay. kind of um, input for the researchers on like oh that's when we started wearing clothing ah, um, that's really interesting yeah and disgusting yeah <laughs> as well some kind of tight clothing i mean we could have like where we're loose like bands wear loose loose clothing without the lice mutated but uh mm. uh yeah so through evolutionary history definitely for a long time we've been skin to skin and also they what I found when um, doing the reading for my book I looked a lot into like the evolutionary history because uh, mm. I wanted to get clues on how baby wearing could have looked like and then mm. they think that we lost a lot of hair on our body or as would be more correct the hair would became much thinner as you said Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. around like 1.2 million years ago. Right. So for like a million years, we've been a lot skin to skin. And then we don't know like, okay, what happened 1.2 million years ago is that um, we um, our skin got darker. We needed some more protection for the sun. Mm-hmm. And probably before that, we had the protection from the hair. Um But we right. don't. But I mean, like, if you look at some apes and monkeys, they might have like a lot of hair on their back, but not so much on their face mm-hmm. and on their breasts. So it's. I mean, of course, we could have the hair on our body could have become thinner at different parts, at different times, and it's. I mean, probably. Yeah. Uh, for maybe it took like a million years for us to kind of lose our uh, fur the way we had it before. So. Yeah. But it's quite a long time that we probably also were wearing thin, were carrying skin to skin. Uh, yeah, I think it's very interesting um, how language can impact our understanding of the changes through history. So there's been research on the effects of bi- bipedalism. Um, And you know theories about due due to this we we then lost our body hair um, and the the extra energy that we had to use by carrying babies in arms you know meant that we needed to invent baby carriers and everything and it's it's little things like that when you think well actually. We we didn't lose all of this body hair. It just changed, and you know the, this research is coming from an angle of 
oh, babies are really heavy to carry. Oh my goodness, how much extra energy would be would we be expending um, when when we're now having to hold them in arms instead of th- thinking about it from the angle of oh, but you know, we we didn't lose our ability to cling; it just evolved, you know. Yeah, and, um, and I go crazy on those as, studies that they have made. Like there's one mm. study used in the baby wearing world and in some literature about saving 16% mm. when carrying in a, a sling compared to carrying in arms. But <laughs> I mean, these studies are made on, on, on dolls made of sand. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And they, I mean, oh, and they're walking on this, uh, what do you call it? Like you don't, you're not walking outside, you're walking on this treadmill. Yeah. And then they're trying to make like assumptions on how it was for for the species living three million years ago. And it's like, you, I mean, you can't compare their physique or carrying a sand doll or some kind of weight. It's, I mean, it's not like carrying a, a baby. Even though the baby wouldn't cling actively, it wouldn't be the same thing. It would still be easier to carry a baby than carrying a sand bag. And we wouldn't have the friction of the skin to skin like that they had then. Uh, or with lesser hair or thinner hair three million years ago. So it's like, we have no idea actually uh, from those studies. But of course, like depending on how you carry, you can also like save energy. I know they made this study between military um, people and these uh, women carrying, and I think it's in West Africa. I can look up. I now right now I don't have the study in front of me, so I don't know the name of it. Uh, but then that they could see that the the military people when they started put on weight in their rucksack, uh, how much energy this they need to spend was uh, correlating to how much was in the backpack. Right. Um, but when it came to these women carrying. Um, they could carry up to, I think it was 20% before their energy, uh, mm. um, how do you say, the energy? The output increased. Yeah, maybe. yeah. So so it's very much on how you carry and like um, your alignment and stuff like that. And they didn't go into like what is the difference, but they just that they saw that it was a difference. Yeah. That that is interesting if you think biologically from from that point of view. Um but also we we know that, that when a baby is clinging, when they are an active participant, they do feel lighter because you're doing less of the work. They're not a dead weight, you know? Yeah. The the more they're working, the lighter they feel. And, you know, holding them doing us doing all of the work is going to increase expenditure isn't it yeah but even putting them in the sling is going to increase expenditure because what what work are they doing in the sling compared to when they're actively clinging it's a huge difference huge difference right yeah yeah and also when you move if you move they would cling tighter Mm. than if you would just Mm -hmm. stand and exactly. also uh, something about that their heart rate also goes down when you're moving and they will be much calm, much more calm in their movement. Mm. So they kind of help out with you 
if you have to move they will help out um as well and i think that's together with like the friction and them becoming and them becoming calmer and it's much easier to carry them and they can cling and we use the reflexes and how is it mm. with the reflexes are they more active as well when you're walking i guess they would be because they yes. have to yeah. adjust themselves um yes and literally ju- the the effect of of movement triggers the reflexes doesn't mm. it because when we're moving our body we're moving their body as well and we're creating different contact points as we move backwards and forwards with our leg and our hip mm. does that make sense yeah 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 definitely. yeah Yes, and also like if you look at el- evolutionary history and and us losing hair and all that, uh, and also looking at um, some of, some of the the apes and monkeys, I can never remember what is ape and what is monkey, but like gorillas <laughs> and champagne champions, chimps, chimpan- mm-hmm. chimpanzees. No. <laughs> yes, chimpanzees. Chimpanzees. Okay. <laughs> uh, you can see that, like, for their survival, it's so important uh, that the carrying going on is safe. Because mm. the, 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 the biggest risk for a small chimp or um, gorilla is to fall mm-hmm. and, 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 get, and die that way. Uh, so safe carrying is, like, is really, really important. I'm thinking it must have been for the... Uh, for the for us as well of course and also like the um the ones before us the what do you say species before us no like if you like early early men before homo yeah. sapiens like early man yeah <laughs> i don't i don't know the terminology ah oh, it's frustrating that i'm not a native english speaker but we're doing as the best we can <laughs> i'm doing the best i can here Anyway, you're doing very uh, well. And if you look to like gorillas and and chimps, they the small small uh, uh, babies they can't cling on to their mother because they're not mm-hmm. strong enough. They're too heavy for for holding uh, the fur. So then the mm-hmm. the gorilla and the chimp uh, mothers are holding these small babies with their the hands. The first one to two months. And then they can start uh, clinging on. Um, that's a that's an interesting timeline when you think about um, carrying going on with humans as well in the first two to three months. Mm. It's quite similar, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very similar, especially mm. if you look like at, at videos and stuff, and you can really mm-hmm. see like them, the gorilla mothers and the chimp mothers being really, really caring about their. Mm. Uh, about their babies it's not like the baby have to cling on and they wouldn't and they just go on with their life they really 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 recognize that oh wow there's a baby here and like doing a lot of uh, bonding and stuff with smelling Mm. and and looking at the baby and and holding it and really really helping out Uh, I think I had a point that I was going to come to but now I can't remember (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it'll probably come again yeah is it to do with, with body yeah. hair on them yeah I think it, no it was something about the safe uh, caring and also for humans 
Uh, and the friction there has been really important, like when not mm. having as much hair or as much thick hair. Um, mm. We still have to have other ways for for safe safe carrying. Exactly, uh, and we are we're designed to carry them safely. Ev- so much of our makeup, you know, the the caregiver's body and the baby's body so many amazing things you know that that you'd never even think to think of would be related to carrying it's just it's just beautiful really is but um yeah we've talked about skin and touched on hair and everything but obviously that that's not how we carry most of the time is it skin to skin we um we we pretty much have to factor in some layers of clothing here and there and especially dependent on the weather don't we so maybe um that's that's the next thing to move on to yeah yeah what we do to adapt that carrying blueprint to um to real life carrying mm. modern day carrying yeah, yeah start start let's start looking at the the diapers Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm I'm really in favor of cloth diapering, but mm-hmm. the Same, yeah. but it has a bulkiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> to it. This is that, this that's is something really that I'm beneficial just really fighting to. over. I'm like, no, we can't say cloth nappies are bad. Yeah. they're so good. But oh my god. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think it it is though the the amount of bulk, isn't it? Really. And I think a lot of the amount of bulk that comes from cloth is down to um, the the expectation of trying to increase the absorbency to match that of disposables mm. rather than regular, you, you know, more regular changing of the nappies, as, or at least... Back, back when I was using cloth um, as a nappy kind of thing, that was the focus back then was, you know, how, how, how long can we go between changing a wet nappy yeah. trying to increase the absorbency? Yeah, but usually, so, like, if you yeah. combine it with elimination communication, usually you have, like, mm. a thinner nappy a lot of the time because exactly. you don't need to have as mm. much thickness and also depend if you if you carry a baby and it only has a nappy on uh, then it's also depending on the material on the outside of the nappy yes because uh, yep, exactly. wool or linen would give more friction than mm-hmm. say this um, pul fabric i don't know what do you say in yeah in you in britain Just, yeah it's pul or pull yeah pull yeah if you want to call it if you have that at an mm. out of the layers, I guess that's different as well. Yeah, definitely. But, um, but this, this is, again, going back to the fact that, you know, as as a culture or as cultures, as we're talking about more than one culture here, um, it, it is our tendency to try and find ways of, bettering and I say that in quotations because it really is not bettering our lives at all um you know our cultures they want convenience 
and we're it's drilled into us from such a young age you know what what's the easiest way of doing this what's the most convenient way and it makes us more and more sedentary doesn't it yeah and i guess it's it's drilled less into our genes as even. well it's drilled into our mm, genes yes. that make it so yeah. <laughs> difficult like mm. to save energy um but yes. i think but um as a parent i think what could be really useful is to observe like what is happening if you have your baby in your arms or even a sling mm. like okay it has different kind of clothing from this day to to another or like what is happening like with the caring like you could observe mm. do observations of yourself and your baby on how it feels uh to get more knowledge on your own on also on what suits you and depending on like what climate do you live in and exactly and stuff like that and it's 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 not saying oh right and now you need to buy certain types of clothing to be able to carry your baby it's not is it? it's looking at what we already have and how different fabrics interact with other fabrics and yeah but I, know, I thought that that losing layers yeah. at times yeah, if we yeah. can but i thought that struck me is just like okay what kind of companies is gonna start out of this because we have like this tendency of, of going commercial in, in like oh in, i know yeah. i know and, like is it gonna come these companies that make this clinging oh. clothing kind of oh like. i can just imagine like ve- velcro <laughs> yeah <laughs> hook and loop matching outfits yeah make clinging easier oh i know and this is it's the funniest thing as well because in arms is like it's it's the most accessible the freest the absolutely everything you know you do not need to mess with mm. it we're perfectly mm. designed doesn't but cost anything yeah you know yeah but you know yeah i think i think you're on the right track there <laughs> it won't be long <laughs> and then our babies are going to start like uh, climbing the walls because we have this amazing <laughs> fabrics that can stick to anything yeah yeah outsourcing the work again yep (laughs) yeah no Mm. let's hope not Uh, yeah but also like to to try out also to like okay what's the difference between carrying a a baby in a cloth diaper and in a a more disposable diaper and then also in just a pair of uh, underpants like this would be Mm. different Uh, yeah and that's some research every parent can do in their own as well just to see what happens absolutely are curious about it i think as well this this fear of babies peeing or pooing on us um is very much built into at least my culture it's like oh my god oh yuck disgusting you know <laughs> but yeah, and i'm thinking um, before know, disposable diapers it wasn't like that because no. the, the disposable diapers really really keep or usually cloth as well keep it in the diaper but um yeah and away from our experience mm. but as we know babies and children are way less likely to just randomly pee or poo when they're on our bodies yeah, yeah, and yeah. the signals are so so much stronger and everything so yeah there's there's nothing to fear about a bit a bit of wee or poo and if you're if you're 
scared about it, then you're going to be more aware of their signals. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got benefits. Yes. But don't get too hung up on it. No. But then when it comes to clothing on the rest of the body then, uh, mm-hmm. we got into a little bit that like natural fibers like um, yeah. linen and, and wool would be more, have more friction in them than like mm. uh, fabrics made of uh, like polyester or viscose or mm. stuff like that. They usually, or viscose I guess is a process of how you, how you process a textile fiber. So it can also be, uh, I guess bamboo and stuff like that. But I'm I'm thinking more of the like polyester and stuff like that. It's like in you can have in overalls and and mm. um, in Sweden we shall say shell clothing like like the outer layer if you don't want the uh, the yeah, baby to okay. become. Uh, you can see it in the in the sand or whatever when it's raining and it won't get mm. wet and stuff like that those are much more slippery yeah. and usually much more bulky Definitely. and it's much more difficult for the baby also to to um, uh, also to cling on but also to like bend the legs maybe uh, really really properly and you probably have mm. like bigger shoes on and stuff like that mm-hmm. so it's it's more difficult yeah and this is this is the sort of thing that we we have to work around, don't we? Yeah. And play around with, and it's and it's not just how the fabric behaves on the fabric. It's also to do with how the skin behaves in relation to the fabric. You know, the fabric against their skin, and your fabric against your skin. How is that factoring into the clinging process? So about about clothing it's it's both the the one carrying the child and also the child's clothing that would affect the friction and um and i guess we can like play around with that and it, i mean it's in sweden among some parents it's quite popular to use a lot of wool and, and that could help out uh, a lot I guess, but it's not necessary. I mean, it depends on like what does your needs needs look like, uh, as well. And when do you carry? And usually these are the older kids. Uh, when you talk about bulk, when it comes to the outer the the outer layer of, of clothing, like overalls and stuff, because when in when it comes to babies that are not able to walk yet, it's it's usually much easier to carry them inside your clothing but I guess how would you solve that carrying in in arms in the winter time with a smaller baby inside your clothing then that would still be wearing I guess baby wearing Mm, I think it's personal preference really isn't it because I mean it is possible to carry in arms inside of clothing without you know it being baby wearing Um, but obviously it it kind of complicates things a bit more, but um, it's it's the same thing. It's looking at what sort of clothing we're using, um, looking at the age of the baby. Are we are they at, at an age where we're wanting to carry them more in arms outside, or you know, is this where where we're using a sling more? Um, and when it comes down to it, a lot of carrying that happens with you know 
babies and their caregivers happens at home where it's warmer, you know? Mm, or the the parent has the baby in the, in the in the prom or the stroller and it doesn't want to lay there and you yeah. have to pick it up kind of. I guess that's mm-hmm. the scenario outside yeah. a lot. Exactly. And it's just it it has been one of the things that has made me think about you know oh but what you know what about the different seasons and how does that impact on carrying because babies are born all year round and everything but it 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 always seems to come back to the fact that um a lot of in arms carrying is done um during the day around the house indoors and places or for shorter periods of time outdoors um and if we are going for a longer sort of distance then we may be using a baby carrier um as you know that that's one of the biggest reasons that they were invented um for longer journeys um and as they get bigger and older i think is when people tend to if if they are using active carrying um it's as they get older that they may carry them for longer distances and as they grow you know their length the leg length the torso length everything comes into play in terms of how clinging works and how long you're clinging for and so forth you know so it it does seem a bit like oh but how how would that work but I think it happens very naturally and you know we have ways around the times when you know it may be maybe too difficult or you know we we may still be doing it outside but maybe for less less time you know mm-hmm. I think with that said um, um we are ready to to finish this subject for now and then probably in the future we're gonna come up with more things to bring in about this um yeah but i guess we should should say bye then yes bye bye (laughs)